Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You're good to go. Nice, man. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. We never uh, actually talked, I guess, in person or virtually. Yeah, yeah. It's The stars have finally aligned, my friend. I know. It was perfect timing. Absolutely. Man. So, I mean, I guess if you're down to just kind of roll into, into it. Yeah, um, man. I'm down. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I guess first I wanted to start and maybe kind of like jump ahead a little bit and start with your race and and all the stuff leading up to it. So I guess first, when did you like decide that you actually wanted to run a 100 miler? Uh, so, well, that was fairly early on. Uh, once I once I ran my first kilometer in 2020, I want to say 2019. I can't remember now, but it's all my Strava anyway. But uh, once I once I bypassed the one kilometer, the 5K, and then 10K, I started kind of like daydreaming a little bit. And and David Goggins, man, once once I got a hold of his book, I was like, hmm, maybe I'm selling myself really really short. And so uh, yeah, I just I just obsessed over the the ultra content on YouTube and books and everything. And then I started really uh, believing that I could possibly do something like that. So. So did you know about ultra running like immediate, like as soon as you started getting into running, did you, were you already aware of it? No, no, not even. Like I, I recall seeing like, like maybe 10 years ago, the bad water type of people slogging through the desert type of thing. I was like, oh man, those people are crazy. But uh, no, no, not even. It, was, it wasn't even until Goggins can't hurt me that I started to be like, wow, that's a, that's a thing. Like, so, and what, wow, what a, what a world it is, right? Yeah, no, it, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I had never even really heard about it until I might have heard like a podcast or something with an ultra runner on it. Yeah. And it's like such this weird foreign concept when you hear about people running 100 miles when like at the time I, I hadn't even done like a marathon yet. And it's just like this crazy, you know, he's just like, what, what does that even mean? You yeah. Know? So like he released his book in like 2019, I think, or, or late 2018 it was one of those two. Oh, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Were you running before that already or not until? No, not even, man. I didn't, I tried track and field in high school and I ended up pulling my quad and just, I, I didn't do anything. Like I had no pedigree at all just coming into it. So like yeah. I could run fast with like baseball and sprints and stuff, but nothing, nothing near what I do now. And then his book came out and what about it made you, decide like oh, i want to get into running and then like potentially ultra running uh just his concept that uh how he saved himself how he uh his mantra that nobody was coming to save him and he was with his thoughts 24 7 so that that's what really kind of rang my bell i was like wow uh like i'm selling myself short and i'm kind of limiting myself at the same time so just kind of reversed the the, the paradigm a little bit yeah and so, you know, you read his book and then you want to, you know, get more into running. How, what's the time gap between his book and then you like just starting to run? Uh, I'd probably say about, oh gosh, my father passed away earlier that year uh, from like cardiac, car cardio disease and uh, stroke and heart attack. Um, so that was kind of a wake up call. And I was using motivational videos on YouTube uh, just to kind of, get mentally over it type of thing and kind of find a direction because I was a bit lost. Um, and one of the speakers that it really resonated with me was David Goggins. 
So I would Google him and look up his interviews and I've seen he had a book. And then from there, man, it's just been uh, probably the first read through because I got the audio book is when I started to kind of run a little bit. I was like, wow, this really sucks. But like maybe maybe there's something to this if I keep it up, keep it up. So and I mean, holy smokes, what a what a ride it's been since then. Yeah. And so, you know, you get in the running. When yeah. do you sign up for the ultra? Like what, what's the time gap then between when you first start running mm. and then signing up for the ultra? So I would have started running in like August 2019, let's say. And I would have signed up ooh, probably like December of that year. No way, really. Yeah, because I did my 10K and I was I was cooking, man. Yeah. So and, and what, what turned me on more was it was local uh, in local in the province. So. Um, yeah, it was it was quick, man. It was uh, <laughs> it's probably not healthy to be like thinking like that, but it, it gave <laughs> my my OCD brain a little bit of a target. So, I mean, that's, that's saying something, I guess. Yeah, that's funny because like I, you know, I got into like I ran a marathon not super long after I read his book, mm -hmm. and I felt like mm -hmm. that was quick. But like going, so what is that? That's like five months maybe between his book and then yeah. signing up for a one hundred miler. That's yeah, and, that's pretty nuts, actually. That's that's pretty nuts. Yeah, and looking back, I was a bit naive on 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 what it would take to get up to that point. So I think COVID kind of might have been my fault. The universe was looking out for me, you know, <laughs> kind of. But it kind of, kind of saved me. It, it allowed me to to build up a little more uh, uh, appreciation for what what it takes to to train up for it and and all that that entails. So man, yeah. So COVID, I, I so that you yeah. so you, what was the original date that you were going to run that? Uh, that would have been August of two thousand twenty. Oh yeah. So you had, oh wow, that was like so you had like. In, if it would have gone according to plan, it would have been like eight months of zero to 100. Yep. Yeah, that is that is a yeah. nuts timeline. Yeah. I wanted <laughs> I guess to see what you... I could do, man. Like, I, yeah, the goal scared the hell out of me and like fear is the ultimate motivator. I was like, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah I guess when you read a book hard. like Goggins' book, you're like, well, you know, I mean, maybe zero to eight months, you know, like that. Yeah. That would be a decent time frame. Do you think that you could have done it? If it would have gone on schedule, oh, I man, I was going pretty hard. Like I was training pretty hard up to it, but I, it's hard to say. Like I probably would have got a, a niggle in my ankle that I thought would have been major, but looking back now, it wouldn't have been so bad. But I think I could I could have logged it out. Probably I would have gave it a good shot for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's one of those things where you kind of wonder too what would have happened. So then. COVID hit and how how long did it delay the race? Uh so they they ended up postponing it like per year on a per year basis. Uh so I would I would train up for about 16 weeks each year and then they would come down and uh and uh postpone it essentially. So uh the first year was a bummer. Uh kind of messed with my brain a little bit, but second year I kind of just kept rolling with it. And uh, I ran another marathon as part of the the training, and just kept it going, man. So then, was it the the third year? Yeah. So because it, it was this mm -hmm. year, yeah. So it had been yeah the third year is when it was finally on. Yeah. 
did you think like when you started, you know, kind of getting, you know, maybe ramping up your training for, for this year's race, did you think that it was going to like actually happen or did you think there was a chance it was going to get canceled again? Uh, well, there's always that chance, but it, it had a good vibe this year, I think from the, from the giddy up. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was going to go ahead this year. How, so how did you feel then thinking like, okay, it's going to actually happen. Oh man, that's overwhelming, man. But, uh, you just got to like put confidence in your training. Like I had the schedule built out for like 40 weeks out. So I was just ticking off the days per run per, per meter of elevation and, uh, just became scientific. And like, I had, I just, I just believed the whole time, man. It's no doubt about it. Yeah. 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 And then, so then when it actually comes to like race day and like, like one, how did you feel the night before the race? Ooh, oh, so the drive down was hectic. Uh, it's like a three hour drive. So I was late and like there's traffic and there's construction. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be late for this, this uh, pre-race meeting that's mandatory. Uh, so long story short, I ended up getting there just like a minute over. And the meeting was like informal as always. And it wasn't even a big deal. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't too bad. I made sure to kind of, I checked out the trails uh, a couple weeks beforehand, so I got the kind of the vibe of the area. Um, so that helped a lot in my in my in my visualization. So, uh, yeah, I just got a, a bite to eat the night before and kind of looked out on the harbor at, at nighttime. There was nothing really to look at; it was just pitch dark, but it was so quiet. Like I just sat with the silence, and this, it was a big visualization moment. So um, it was just chill, man. I listened to my. Uh, the Norse lullabies and the, the folk songs and everything. So my mind was into it, man. It was awesome. Did you use visualization leading up to it? Um, like before the oh, race? Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like watching all these documentaries and stuff. I, I, I picked little pieces out that I, I kind of, uh, I was like, okay, that could, that could, that could be where my mind's at. And yeah, it was just studying, just study, study everything. Yeah, I was curious because I, I, I also like had used a lot of visualization before mm -hmm. the race. I'm curious, did you um, like I, I did, I guess you could call it negative vis visualization where I would like visualize like quitting and like failing and all that. Did you do any of that? Uh, you know what? I want to say no, just because I just kept telling myself that I, I believed I could do it. I didn't want to. I mean, there was a point like the last 10 K of the, the, the actual race where I was just like, man, this is all for nothing. I'm lost. I don't know where the fuck I am. Like, like all the, all the training was for nothing. All these people are waiting on me, but, um, no, even then, man, I was just like, okay, we didn't come this far just to like stop or give up and sit down and, and not try. So there was, there was just always believing, man, it was, uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, and take me through like the the first like 20, 25 miles of the race. Like what what were you thinking? What were you doing? Like and how did how did it feel? Like all of that. Honestly, once it started, I wanted to be at the very back of the pack. Uh, I like to sit with that feeling of kind of being left behind or you know, uh being too slow. Um that that's a huge psychological thing that I actually trained into my into my race plan. 
um because there was shorter distances like 47k and 80k that started as well so there, there's a lot of fast kind of sprinters and I, I just wanted to sit back not get caught up into that um have my snacks stay dry uh kind of save my legs for the actual trail because it was a bit of dirt road leading up to into the uh the actual highlands so uh yeah just cool calm and collected man i knew it was i knew it was going to be a long long haul so yeah that was my strategy just kind of i had a card with like time points but uh that kind of went out the window within like 12 hours but uh it was good to kind of keep my mind uh on the next aid station and just kind of focused as much as possible until till wheels kind of started falling off what was your like preference or strategy for like eating and like what what were the what was the main stuff you would eat and then how did you um did you have any like strict time constraints to like eat at for this amount of time or did you go by feel yeah yeah so i, I use a lot of tailwind um i brought those i've never tried that i've been interested to try that i i highly recommend it um the, i had these uh like to go there's two servings in like the sleeve so I, I would just jam that into one of my my flasks, have water in one flask and just a concentrated tailwind in the other. Um, so that was like my base electrolytes and calories. And then I would just snack. I made up these snack packs like uh, um, in my in my uh, what's it called drop bag uh, with like ginger candies and just like little uh, trail mix, I think was in there. and um just cook just like oatmeal cookies was a big one because of the crunch and there's a bit of salt in that too so yeah um and like my salt tabs and stuff were in there so i would just grab these bags and kind of be be ready to go for the for the next uh aid station at least so and was this race like a loop or point to point or an out and back it was two loops okay so the 80 uh the 80ks would do one one of these loops um and the and the 160 case had to go back out <laughs> yeah wow that's a crazy that's a 50 mile loop that's pretty crazy yeah yeah it got pretty it got pretty hairy at times for sure yeah so i mean the first 25 miles it, it went pretty well then it's, it seems like like everything was pretty good did you have any like did you feel really good did you have any doubts at all at that point was there like was there anything like overwhelming or did it feel everything smooth and good you know uh, if, honestly, it felt pretty good. Like I, I knew what to expect. Uh, I rained a little bit, but I was like, I, I knew this was going to happen. I had my rain jacket. I was, I was honestly having a great, great time. Um, the area is beautiful. So you just take it all in. Uh, took some pictures cause I knew I wouldn't be in the mood later. Um, yeah. And just, uh, every, everything was really chipper. Volunteers were happy and Man, it was a great time. I, I like I like to sit with that feeling, just kind of be at peace, not rush, and just let the day happen and one step at a time, baby. That's how we do it. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> And so then, like, so then you at that point you'd be halfway through the first loop. So from that point then to finishing it and being, you know, at the at the eighty k mark, mm -hmm. how how did that stretch go? Like from there to like the halfway point. Yeah. So. In there, it started to get dark, probably halfway through. Um, <clears throat> and there was, the, yeah, the there was the big, uh, the segment's called Steep Mountain. So there was a lot of elevation involved in this, in that next stretch. Uh, and that, that beat a lot of people up for sure. 
Um, there's a lot of ups and downs and man, oh man, um, it was pretty treacherous. Um, so coming out of that and into the turnaround point was a bit, uh, uh, it had a bit of a zombie shuffle going on, uh, but we were excited to get to the, the, the aid state or the turnaround point where all the crews were and um, basically felt like a little, little party there. So, but yeah, it was, it was a slog after about halfway, uh, halfway through that, that last stretch there. Yeah, that was something that I did not understand until I got like deep into, into the race was that the downhills just mm. wrecked me like more mm. than the uphills. Like they were, it was, I was like, I almost dreaded the downhills. I mean, it was nice because it wasn't as difficult, but it just yes. was like, like, I don't know what you would call it. Um, like in terms of the joints and just like physically, it yep. was just messing me up. Yep. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I ended yep. up the second loop. I ended up going down backwards cause I was just so messed up. Oh really? <laughs> oh my God. Like it was, it just started downpouring. It was miserable. Like I was just slipping and sliding going down backwards great that's story. hilarious because we were talking about before um, we even did this like similarities between like our stories and stuff yeah and that was something like on 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 my 100 miler it started pouring down rain and just like yeah. wet <laughs> and slipping and sliding trails were like flooding in some areas yes. a little bit, and it, it was just like a suffer fest oh it's great isn't it i love it yeah and at the time it's just like ah oh, this is bullshit but then you know it's, it's one of the things that's uh what do you call it um type two fun where it's like the kind that sucks <laughs> in the moment and then afterwards you're like wow that was cool or you wouldn't yeah. want it any other way because it makes the story oh. so much cooler dude i wouldn't change a damn thing it was it was a great experience yeah so then at, see at the, so at the 50 mile mark then it's probably it's getting you know kind of wet and dark right it's probably mm. dark at that point yeah it's probably around 10 o'clock at, at night at this point so uh we were it's been dark for a little bit and uh yeah it was good to see good to see some familiar faces at that turnaround point um did you have you know, a crew or like pacers or anything like that oh uh, well interesting story about that um i didn't have a crew technically but there was some of the halifax hairs uh running group that i was with um so th they were up there and they they fed me peaches and which was a I highly recommend peaches, man. That's a that's a that's a great kind of turnaround fruit. You get the texture and the sweetness. And anyways, um, so yeah, I had a couple people there running support for me, but um, there's this. I had somebody volunteer because I didn't have I didn't have a pacer. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I can do it by myself. But yeah. there's a uh, somebody that volunteered to be my pacer. As soon as I sat down, they were like. Oh, do you want me to pace for you? I can meet you at this the, the rendezvous point, which is like 109k. Um, at that point, oh man. So they, I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds like that sounds like a great idea. It's dark and a, a fresh set of legs and fresh mind would be would be great. Um, so long story short, oh man, it's tough to even talk about, but like that. Uh, I got to this 109 kilometer. I was bonking already. I was like, man, I need this pacer. Like I need to, I need, so, I need somebody to talk to because the person I was running with, he was feel, feeling good. So he ran on ahead. So I was like, okay, that, that's cool. I mean, I can't really hate on that. If I was feeling good too, I would have kept up with him, but uh, he, he, he got his pacer and he, he, he just took off. I didn't see him till the finish. Um, but when I got to where the pacers were supposed to be, 
mine was nowhere to be seen. And all I heard was crickets and this freaking electric generator windmill. Just the, oh, it's the most ominous sound I've ever heard. It was just silence, man. And my heart fucking sank. All the, the voices came and I was like, man, man. Like, I, it was so perfect. Like, I couldn't even see it coming. It was so perfect. It was, oh, God. And that's the one thing I couldn't train for is like that external factor of like just fuckery. And I don't, I don't even know what happened, but got to suck it up, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, damn. <laughs> Did you find out why they weren't there? I've heard many different theories and you know what? At the end of the day, I just, I forgive everybody. I don't, I don't know what happened, but it made the experience what it was. And I feel <laughs> like I, proved a few people wrong by slogging that night out by myself because there was bear poop everywhere <laughs> that's something i don't have to worry about in ohio oh well i mean they are black bears so they're a bit skittish but yeah tell you tell yourself that in the middle of the night while you're by yourself <laughs> yeah when your um, brain is not working right oh my god and like every shadow is like what oh my god yeah <laughs> oh but i mean yeah that's 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 what made it so perfect for me and that Every time I look at the buckle now, I'm like, yeah, I, I earned that. So that's <laughs> so if you're going to volunteer to be a pacer, at least show up or give a heads up that you won't be there. That's a preferable thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, Do you think, I, was that your lowest point in the race? 100%. 100%. There was about 500 meters there where I was just kind of like, I was slouched over, kind of feeling like the voices, man. I was like, I heard I heard people. Like, what, who do you think you are? What are you doing out here? Like, look at you now. You're all by yourself. Ha, ha, ha. And then I, I remember distinctly seeing this crow feather on the path. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. I remember why I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to feel like. And, like, nobody's going to nobody's gonna fuck with me right now because this is, this is my path. Like, this is the way. This is what I chose to do. So it became yeah. very powerful. Very powerful. Is that... Yeah, you know that's like the power of the mind too like is that mm -hmm. what you use to turn it around for you like what did you do anything else like did you think anything else of like to just try to like refocus your mental state at that point uh honestly the crow feather man it brought me right back uh, why why did that bring you like what meaning does that have to you uh well as part of the trail running group i'm usually the sweeper um so it's my it's my thing to do a, a caca at the at the rendezvous point. So the group will run ahead and stop at these intersections, and then when once they hear my my obnoxious ass in the back <laughs> make animal noises, they know they know everybody's accounted for. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just always making making the the crow noise and like Norse mythology. I'm I'm big into uh, uh just big into the uh, the the crows are always a uh, uh, sacred in, in many cultures so I think there's something to that and on my first marathon a crow actually flew in front of the bus for longer than I thought it would so it became a became a symbol of sorts for me so seeing seeing that feather kind of brought me back to the first marathon that first feeling and and just persevering even though I, I thought I couldn't do it at that time so that's always an, an interesting thing that because I've, I've heard 
so many stories like that of, of people like for, especially for like hundred plus mile races mm-hmm. of there. It, it's like, it, it is like a spiritual experience. Like even, oh. even if you're not spiritual, it, it is a spiritual experience that like, you can't really convey why to someone mm-hmm. I feel like, unless you experience it. And it, it does something to you. I don't know if it's because you're like your brain isn't really working. You almost detach from your brain and you're like yes. more open or something, but something happens when you run oh, that far. Yeah. Oh like, man. Yeah. I, I remember thinking like my, my body, my body went somewhere else. My mind went somewhere else and, and something else finished it for me, man. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yes, that fascinates me because I I had the exact same experience where I I felt like my personality or or who or whatever makes me me was like split into like this lower part of me who like doesn't think I can do it and wants to quit Mm -hmm. and like this higher part that's like resilient and keeps going forward and doesn't doubt and like and I like felt like the internal battle that i'm usually not aware of in normal life but that i feel like yeah. exists all the time of like these two sides like trying to take over and it, it was such an interesting experience because it's just like oh this happens all the time this is like everything in life like that, i just am not yeah. as aware something about running shuts off whatever blocks me from realizing that that's a part of me and then you become aware of it and i would like i would like try to um like I, don't know, I guess you could say like dial into that one side that like whatever that is that higher yes. side and have that yeah. take control it's it's a very interesting feeling it sounds like you had like a similar kind of experience oh 100 absolutely i it's like a swirling storm always and once the pain starts once you can start to taste the pain it's like okay that, that's the the swirling storm is kind of getting dark right now so um, and that I had a on my card, I had a bit of a couple sayings on there that I just kind of referred to uh, a song I would sing just to kind of bring my mind back and, and ground myself. And, and, and that was what the brought the, the storm back to kind of a, a shade of light anyway. So, but yeah, what were can, the, the like sayings or mantras that you use? Oh, uh, one of them was uh, uh, don't stop when your tires stop or don't stop when you're gosh what is it now yeah don't stop when you're tired don't uh don't stop when you're tired stop when you're done yeah yeah which is funny because that that was my exact mantra for my race yeah and i i think it was you that messaged me prior to that and that's what made me add it um hell yeah 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 and there there was a couple on there uh more personal ones like uh endure sincerely was a good one um like i kind of got them up here patiently endure and pursue sincerely that's what that's what i had on there and I am, therefore, it is was a good one. Um, and I, I still have them up here, so it's uh, man, it was a, it was an experience that they'll never, nobody can ever take that away from you. So it's uh, man, it's awesome. So that yeah, so I mean, then you're heading back out onto the second half of the race, and you know, you like kind of maybe get over the hump of like not having the pacer there. So then, like stretching, let's say to like, um. I don't know what it would be in kilometers. <laughs> Say you're like, you know, at mile 75 to like the end, so like the last quarter of the race. Oh, God, um, yeah. How were how you in that? Like your body, your mind, like how are you doing? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Like I was, 
like through that steep mountain section the second time. Um, as soon as I hit foot, as soon as my foot hit the uh, the steep part, it just started torrential pouring. Um, and my I felt the twang in my leg, so I was like, "There, there she goes." And that's when my body started to quit, or well, my body probably already quit by that point, but um, my mind really started to to uh, pay the to pay the price there because the the hurt just wouldn't stop and my my regular kind of coping mechanisms weren't enough so i had to go to a, uh i had to go to a dark place there was a lot of tears there was a lot of yelling at my own legs um yeah there was a lot of i think there was a the, the doubt started to try to creep in but uh my belief man i just i just i did, didn't want to not believe at any point until it was too late. Um, so if there was time left, I knew I had to just keep going. Uh, it could hurt. It could hurt as much as it wanted to. I would, man, just keep going. That's <laughs> just keep going. That's it. Did you have any like concerns or or worries about like time cutoffs or anything like that? Oh, uh, not. Oh man, at the last the last like ten k was the absolute worst um because it rained so much that there's there, there like literal rivers out down the trail so i didn't recognize anything from the day before um because it was nighttime during that section uh so i thought i was lost uh, at least twice so i was sprinting back until i found uh two women that were behind me uh, a bit of a bit ways so I, I wasted a lot of energy and they were like no no you're on the right track you go up and <laughs> There's this bend up there, and I was like, okay, okay. And then I do remember this part because it goes up anyways. Um, so that happened at least twice. I remember one particular time I had my pack off. I was going to call the race director, say, I'm absolutely lost. I don't know which way to go. Uh, come pick me up. I, I was like, I don't know where I am. But my phone was dead, and uh, I really didn't have that option anymore. So Talk about, like, universal intervention. Like, exactly, oh, you want to quit? Yeah. Your phone doesn't yeah. work now. Yeah, so I was like, oh, fuck, like, when in doubt, just go that way. Like, I was going this way, so let's keep going this way. And then, sure enough, there was a bend, and then there was a trail marker. And, oh, man. And then the, the women actually passed me eventually, and they were like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing good. You're on the right track. And so um, from that point, it was uh, the dirt road again, so it was easier to navigate. Uh, but, man, that was – I. I was done. I thought I was, I thought it was all for nothing. It was driving me crazy. Yeah. Like the last 10 K it's like, you're so close. Mm. Like but you it's... see your watch and it's like, Oh my God, it's all for nothing. Like 40 weeks. Like what? And especially like, I can't imagine what it would feel like to miss time cut off when you're like three miles away or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And, and I was, I'm actually impressed I was able to do mental math at that point because I was like, okay, if I, if I, and I, I managed to run a little bit, so that probably saved me a little bit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I finished within five minutes of the cutoff, but the race director found me uh, right when the dirt road turned into the pavement section, so about one and a half kilometers to the finish. And he's like, don't worry about making a cutoff, you, you're going to get your buckle, your finisher anyway. But I was like, yeah, thank you, but uh, it's a little too late. I'm gonna, I gotta keep going now. Yeah, because <laughs> I could, I could see the church in the distance, and it was like the hills were looked massive at that point. But 
oh my god i could taste the pain and it was going to taste even sweeter once i crossed the finish line under the cutoff and i actually i didn't have any pity metal or whatever because i knew what i knew the way my brain worked and that would have tainted it a little bit yeah yeah especially because my belief was so strong that's what kept me going and like i had to try at least like if i dropped dead then i could be like okay i tried but um i wasn't dead yet so i had to i had to i had to try so like that last kilometer what were you thinking oh wow or were you even thinking i don't know <laughs> well there, i had a lot of friends that stuck around uh there was a good group there uh i could hear cheers from i could hear kakas and cheers from like two kilometers out um and i was moving as fast as i could but it was it was slow um but man it was powerful it was powerful uh like i said i could i could taste the pain um but you just keep on going because everybody's there cheering and it's it's not even about you anymore it's about the people that uh, are there sharing their time and experience and uh everybody with tears in their eyes and everything i was like wow like this is some this is some crazy shit like uh, i see humans first of all and i'm like wow I, I actually did this like it's over so oh man it was, it was intense it was intense it was a really communal moment like uh i think a lot of people assume it's going to be a, a solo accomplishment but it's it really is, it really is not at all yeah what is, what was like the feeling like that first step past the finish line I would I wouldn't call it relief uh because it hurt. Uh man, I, there's a lot of validation in that, a lot of self-validation. Um it's it was a long road to to tr to mentally prepare for that type of thing and to cross that finish line, man. Uh it felt sweet for sure, but it hurt. <laughs> oh man. What did uh what did you do like after that? It's like you know, you finish out and you get the medal and stuff. Um, did you go like home right away? Did you stick around a little bit? Uh no. So I was lucky enough the my trail running group had a Airbnb that they invited me over for. Uh so I kind of just wallowed my way up there and I was hallucinating so bad at nighttime. Oh, yeah, that was the thing I wanted to ask you about is if you hallucinated. Oh my God, did I ever? I, I seen these like lawn gnomes dancing in the woods or whatever, but the next day they were like these just tall weeds. <laughs> but I was convinced there was a whole yard full of these gnomes that were dancing and my friends thought I was crazy. And that, that's when I knew it was bedtime anyways. <laughs> oh, was that God. was that after the race or during? Uh, that would have been, that was after. Uh, I, I stayed up kind of late that probably later than I should have. I went to bed around 10, but I was all vibes at that point. Um, but during the race, it was more of shadows mm -hmm. and like noises. I, I think my headlamp really messed up my vision, especially when it, like the sun came up. I had to take a little sit down for five minutes and kind of clear my eyes of the, the you get like a tunnel vision almost from the from the uh, from the glare. So. Yeah. But yeah, those shadows, man, they'll, they'll get you. And so then, you know, you, you know, go to the Airbnb and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What, what is like the week after look like? Uh, the week after, so I took a whole vacation week after, 
March. Uh, took took the family up to an Airbnb by the ocean. So I, I just pretty much laid out, man. Uh, my it was my ankle that took most of the brunt of it. Um, I wasn't my well. I should say my legs were kind of trashed, obviously, but uh, my ankle uh, up through my 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 calf. That was the the worst. Um, and that's what I felt kind of twang during during the race. Um, but yeah, I was I was able just to kind of lay up and take it easy and stuff my face full of whatever I found. And uh, I worked on a an article for for quite a lot of that, so it was good to kind of decompress and get it all out onto onto paper and provide a little bit of closure. But I mean, it took a it took me a couple months to kind of rationalize what the what the hell just happened. Yeah, that was, that was gonna be my next question. Is like. Mm now they've had like a lot of time to kind of integrate and <clears throat> kind of soak in the experience. Mm. What, what do you think that race meant to you and how do you think it changed you? Oh, that race was, oh, that race was everything, man. I grew up kind of shy and low self-esteem. Um, so to, uh, man, to, to do something like that is just kind of, and like the messages I got afterwards were very, humbling and like it's really intense to, it's almost a superpower to kind of do something kind of crazy but impact so many people like people I don't even know kind of congratulate me and you know it's just really cool to kind of connect with people on on that level that's almost like a like what community is supposed to be so um yeah it's very it's a very powerful man I tell you what like I, I could do anything now. Like I, nothing really phases me. Um, like I ran a hundred miles. Like I got a buckle. Like fuck, let's let's go. Like nothing's impossible, really. Like come on. Yeah, I mean that that's one of the cool things about ultra running, is yeah. is the community because there's like even though, you know, it can be someone like I don't know. Even though like we we never met in person, but like since you have run a hundred miles, I know on some level like. I understand you and you understand me because yeah. we both like, even though we had different experiences running it, like we, completing that distance, like I have some idea of like what you went through and what it took to get to that. And there's just like this mutual understanding to some Absolutely. degree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I find, I find a lot of uh, the, the, uh, the long endurance trail runners kind of all relate to each other on a certain level or on varying levels. So there's different connections, but yeah, there's, there's definitely that, the kindred spirit type of aspect for for people that do this type of thing for sure yeah i guess you kind of mentioned it but, um yeah you you know kind of feel like you can do anything now which again that was something else i got from mine too was just after mm. doing that i was like oh i feel like this is a, a formula for life for like anything you want to do this mm -hmm. is how you this is how you do it like this is how you get it and if you just apply this you know over enough time you will be able to do whatever you want to do you know um, yeah how else do you think it changed you oh uh, <clears throat> well it, it kind of excuse me it gave me a kind of a base point where um because uh like i said it took me about two months to kind of rationalize what it, what had happened and i i think that's just because where my where i had to go psychologically to kind of um push through that wall uh kind of like a the existential spiritual wall where I had to go um that changed me man like uh it, it's hard to kind of accept 
uh, average now. Uh, like in everything I do, like it has to be, um, and it always kind of had to be my honest effort, but now it has to be like excellence. Like I, I can't try 70%. Like if I'm going to do something, it's going to be 120 or like, I'm just not going to do it because um, it's just not worth uh, the, the value of my energy. You know what I mean? So and my yeah. attention. So it's uh man it changed me for sure like uh oh man life is the ultimate ultra is uh, i don't know where i heard that from might be like a rich role type thing but yeah it, it's so true man like it, it prepared me for it didn't really prepare me it, it kind of illustrates the ups and downs of life and and it's like a, it's like you're running for a long time but it's such a it's like a lifetime in this 36 hours so you can kind of pick your parts and be like, okay, this is the ups and downs. And, and it's, it's really, it's really cool to kind of relate that to uh, years of, of life. Yeah. That's, that's what I felt after I did it. It's like, this was at least a year's worth of emotions rolled yes. up into the day. Oh just my like, God. Yeah. You know, just feeling on top of the world and then feeling like you're just completely, you know, just completely fucked and can't do anything. And then, also crying and you know it's just a roller coaster of emotions i was like man that that like packed a lot of life experiences with very short time Mm -hmm. yeah you can't you can't hide from your demons after after doing something like that that's for sure yeah and you know so now that you have your buckle like what do you what are you thinking like what do you feel when you when you look at it again Oh man, I got it right here, honestly. I yeah, it. I was gonna say I was wondering if you had close by. It's never fire, it's never fire from my from my oh it's all blanked out. Uh, try pulling it in front of your face, see if that works. In, my, in front of my face? Yeah, there that? you yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is like a, I sh- I shine it up every every now and then. I'm really proud of it. Uh I, I needed to like display it a little better, but I mean it's it's my character, you know. Um but when I look at it, man, that's like, that's like, let's go. Like, I want another one. I need another one of those. So, so now, it, it, which you, I, I believe we had talked about this. You're, you're going to be going for another one. I think um, next year, same as me. What uh, are you going to do the same one again? Or are you choosing a different one? Oh, I'll be a different one. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really, I got to do, I got to do a different challenge. I don't think I'll be at the. I'll, I'll volunteer at the, at that one, just to, just, I love the energy, the vibes and, and to kind of encourage other people to, to, I can relate to what they're going through. So I think it'll be a valuable kind of volunteer at that one, but yeah, no, I'll be, the, the mountains are calling me, man. I gotta, I gotta head, I gotta head West. Do you have any specific race you have your sights on yet? Oh yeah. I'm registered for Sinister 7 already. Sinister 7. Okay. I'll have yeah. to look that up. Oh, absolutely, man. July 8th, I believe. Okay, yeah. Not, so not that's that, far away, actually. That's the next one. Yeah. So, I mean, I for sure, whenever you run that, too, I'll, I, I'd love to have you back on to do a race recap of that. And, oh, and actually, sure. too, I was going to get into it on, on this podcast, but I think I might split it. I'd love to have you back on just to, like, talk about, like, your, your kind of your life journey, like, you know, up into the, the ultra. Uh, I'd be super interested in that if you'd be down for something like man, that. Let's do it, man. That's what that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything that, like, you know, for the 
handful of listeners that might listen to this do you have anything <laughs> like social media or something like that that you like to put out there uh just to uh put a put value into your time and the attention that you pay to something um the return on investment can be either good or bad, but it's guaranteed you're going to get a return on something. So just uh, try to make it good, I guess, is is what a what a what I would uh, tell somebody. Try to make the good choices, and then you'll get good rewards. Um, and what you put out is what you'll receive back, type of thing. So it's all energy. Do you have uh, if anyone wanted to like find you on Instagram or something like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big influencer nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both, you know, making it big in the influencer market. Yeah, that's right. That's what we got to do to make it these days. Um, so my my Instagram is uh wayward w a y w a r d 902. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm always posting smack talk on there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and have you um, read or listened to Goggins' new book? I'm I'm on chapter two, I believe. I got the audio book, so Dang, um, yeah. man, it's it's lighting the fire again. Like I'm I'm ramping up for the Sinister Seven training, so that's going to be my next uh, my next rocket fuel for 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 my next buckle. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hell yeah, man! This was fun. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. And... Oh man, absolutely! It's about time we it's about time we had a chat. I know, yeah. I've I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. So I think I think we'll get along. I think this will, this will go. Oh, for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. I knew I knew from like day what you messaged me, man. I tell you what, uh, back when I was like starting, uh, the, like the Instagram thing, selfies and stuff, kind of challenging my own, uh, being comfortable, uncomfortable, kind of taking pictures of myself and putting it into the universe. Yeah, it feels weird at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember you told me that it was. It's not so much about what you're doing. It's like your intention about it. Uh, not not in those words. Or uh, I remember I asked you and it kind of stuck with me a little bit. So that's kind of been my my driving force of uh, putting my face on the internet and, and talking so much shit because people are selling themselves short, man. You gotta, not that you have to run 100 miles or something, but like, yeah, just, uh, just try I'll something. Tell you, yeah, your post inspired me like 100%. You know, oh, sweet. It's, it's motivating to get on because you know there's so many days where I'm just like I don't want to run right now like I don't want to do any of this I'm not in the mood to go for a run oh. but seeing like posts like from you and like other people I know that run is like you know he got out there he did his thing you know we're you know kind of all working towards yes. a similar thing like I need to get out there and do something my man that's what it's all about yeah yes sir. Oh, yeah all right well I mean I guess this is this is the end of it and this is awesome 